0: Hi there. How's it going, people? Les G here, up to doing something eclectic again, like trying a a different coffee shop. It's called the East Rock Coffee Establishment. And it's across uh, from the Long Island Railroad Station in Island Park, Long Island. It has an attractive chandelier twinkling through its front window that actually sparked my curiosity and upon entering you realize that you've stepped into something very mm, Francais yes the decor is clean and the cappuccino isn't bad and although their pastry is delicious there's not too much of a variety however they do serve wine There's a couch and some easy chairs near the front window. Somewhat reminiscent of the uh, Friends TV show's coffee shop set. Hmm. At the main interior a couple of modern bistro tables seem to attract a better fit for my backside than the schlumpy couch. So A new coffee shop stop experience beckons for some new notes to be entered into my journal. So get ready for some more eclecticism. A background actor friend of mine, whom I met at some uh, movie productions set, was paired with me for a two guys playing chess in the park scene, while the prime guys, the principals, the main actors sauntered idly by. That's kind of a treat. (laughs) It may have been on the set of the lawyer show entitled Bull or Law and Order SVU or some other movie production, but after 10 years, the gigs all kind of get mixed up together. Luckily, I tend to keep a journal about each one, and uh, and that helps to jog my memory. So, let's jog. As I mentioned, my buddy Paul, being a contemporary of mine with similar interests, we became friends and were soon playing chess, not only on production sets, but in shopping malls, coffee houses, and libraries as well. To cut to the chase, Paul recently recommended a radio station that I would enjoy. It was supposed to have been a a retro music, now called throwbacks, type of a station on the FM dial at 89.1, and that's where my new adventure started. It was one I would never have expected to be involved in. So um, when I got the chance at night, I decided to look for 89.1 FM, not on my radio, but on my iPhone. Googling it showed that it was WNYU. And so I clicked on it to see what kind of programming they had. I put on my headphones, activated the Bluetooth feature, and what I heard was a really loud track that had a terrific, albeit repetitive, beat. Not unlike the one played with uh, Kenan Thompson's What's Up With That? What's Up With That? SNL shtick. I figured it was disco from the 1980s, so I grooved along with it. Soon my body was gesticulating to the synchronous beats. My hands went flailing in the air with dance-like excitement. I was actually doing uh, some really cool dance moves like the snap, the bus stop, the robot, and a couple of poppin' locks, and all of it while lying on my back on the couch. My home couch is not schlumpy. My wife, um, who was having a quiet moment to herself on the other side of the couch, while reading from her Kindle, just kind of peered over the top of the e-book, but since I was in a benign thrashing trance of sorts, she just took it in stride and went back to her reading. After all, Demi Moore's autobiography was really way more interesting than a nutty husband, I was of course transfixed with the magnetic music beats that captured not only my bodies but my emotional exhilaration as well then after about what seemed to be an hour of continuous music the DJ showed up on the microphone she introduced herself as DJ CSB and welcomed us listeners to the tea house she was playing techno pop sounds that included ebm and for those of you who are not cool to this stuff that stands for electronic body music and she was playing idm as well again idm for you uh, people who don't know the moniker it is for intelligent dance music yeah so now I'm cool, I, I really know stuff. Uh, but it was a rediscovered experience for me, and I became inspired, so much so as to create a few EBM and IDM tracks of my own. Yeah, the titles of each selection were truly, um, how shall I say it, whimsically out there. And I began to muse about creating my own funky titles. Yeah, but I I had to create a a strictly instrumental track to see what it was trying to convey before I would name it. And at this point, yeah, I felt like the first man, Adam, who was given a task by God to name everything in the world. So here's my first attempt Um, and to me it sounded like an experience that I once had and maybe some of you have had a similar situation after trying to get home from a remote location at the end of the day and trying to locate your parked car. For me it was from a movie shoot nearly a a while I would say a year ago as I was approaching the parking lot and um, well so check out this first track which became entitled where's my car where's my car Damn, I came by bus. And once you get started with techno-pop compositions, you kind of get into a musical nirvana state of mind, and it's difficult to stop. Ten tunes later, I was exhausted, but now a new extension of this process began to urge me on monetizing. (laughs) Flashes of wow, I made some dope vibes here, and soon illusions of grandeur worm their way into your psyche, and before you know it, flights of fancy come urging you to put it out there. You can make money on this. My track titles were uh, technopopically eclectic. Titles like cogito ergo dolio, screaming at Mars, global rumble, wormhole tourist, dancing demons of Bali, just to name a few. And so I started to research how I could put my awesome compositions into the ears of the streaming public, a la iTunes, Spotify, etc. And before I knew it, I was getting some gnarly information, a lecture from a knowledgeable dude named Ari on YouTube. He broke it all down for me. You could either go to the music giant labels like ASCAP, Capital, etc., And try to get signed. (laughs) Fat chance of that. Or you can subscribe to a DSP, a digital service provider, who for a reasonable yearly fee would attempt to distribute your music to the various iTunes types of outlets and whatever money you make on your tunes will go directly to you. So, naturally, I selected one of Ari's recommendations and took a chance and signed up. A few days later, bam, my stuff is on iTunes, Spotify, and a bunch of other outlets. Nice. It was an album of ten separate tunes, selling at the usual 99 cents for each download. Like the kid in the old commercial said, I did this! If nothing else, I've satisfied my creative nature's hunger to produce something tangible. It's a craving that was once described by the philosopher Michel Congi with words that many of us eclectic types can identify with. And I quote, there is a paradox between the concept of not doing and of something being demanded of us, something that must be done. Normally, we feel a need to do, and we express this need in art, in accomplishments, or in other important things. These acts of doing are the unconscious responses to something being demanded of us a certain creativity. We need to find out what this demand is about. What is really demanded of us is to take that concept which is there for a reason and come closer to its essence. In other words Michel Kange is saying that each of us has an urge to be creative. And maybe that's what I'm responding to here with these technopop compositions. Epilogue the original 89.1 fm station that my friend paul had suggested for me was actually on the regular radio dial as wfdu whose program of retro music remained in the oldies universe while i having mistakenly utilized the iphone's podcasting feature found a wormhole to the alternate musical reality of the technopop universe and its consequent inspiration for me to be creative in the 21st century oh waiter another well-deserved cup of cappuccino please thank you